0: Okay, Coach, first podcast of 2022.
1: My goodness, isn't that the future?
0: It is, and as we get started, I'm kind of thinking, man, we sure did pick a deep topic (laughs) now that we've started the recording. But anyway, go ahead and introduce yourself, Coach, and we're going to dive into it.
1: Okay, so uh, my name is Greg McNeil. Um, They call me Coach. I'm the owner of Coach's Corner and SOAR, and... um, well, I'm about to say I'm an all-around funny guy, but uh, Sherry says we got a pretty heavy subject, so I'll try to make sure that I keep it as humorous as possible.
0: And insightful. Yes, there we go. all insightful person. There you go. And I'm Sherry Wilson, his partner in crime, so to speak. We've got our Hell Y'all Life Coaching Intensive coming up where we mm-hmm. help people live a life that they're excited to wake up every morning uh, yes. and live. Uh, you know that 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 to me like sums it up.
1: That's a great word. It's exciting. It? It's like it's like you wake up in the morning and you are excited. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Because
0: I like my life. Like sometimes I hate going to bed. Like mm-hmm. it's so good. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I was thinking about like what is the result that we give people? Because we you know we've had people. I, I'm kind of diving in, but you know like we've had people say game changing, life changing, just do it. I mean that's been you know our students. But when I Think about the result. It is creating a life where you're excited every morning to get up and you're actually reluctant to go to bed because it's so good.
1: I am not going to say anything to that because that's perfect.
0: So you need to sign up. At least check it out. Your Hell Life, uh, life hellyowlife.com. But I make businesses a lot of money. And uh, I do that through hiring and branding and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm an all-around exciting person coach
1: yes yeah, she is she's funny she's a true crime person too it's like yes. i wish we could give you all of our off-air stuff
0: <laughs> well you know um, the kids you know now live in you know alexandria and oh, uh, yeah. virginia and so we facetimed them but before he facetimed them you know i've been a little passive aggressive that my son left me you know oh. and uh, <laughs> so i text him other day and because mike told me about it and i said hey did y'all know that they just caught a serial killer um, he was killing people in Alexandria. They call him the shopping cart killer, and it was real. Like, he killed three ladies, and he would leave a shopping cart at the crime scene. So they nicknamed him Shopping Cart. And I said, but they caught him, so you don't need to worry. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Mom.
1: Okay, yeah, absolutely. It's like, did we just get through talking about that on the last podcast? <laughs> the things but, the hey,
0: parents it goes with what we're talking about today, and that's fear, right? <laughs> and oh, you that's know funny. you know, Coach, that's kind of interesting because uh speaking of murder I just started a new true crime book and it's weird because we are we're going to talk about you know fear of living your authentic self but this girl she was killed in 1964 and she knew she would be murdered Ooh. that was a fear and she like she had a knife next to her bed um and sure enough she was killed in her bedroom with the knife that she had next to her bed so fear you know not to get spooky but here's the thing guys We've been talking about what we're at episode 27, 28. We've been talking about how to get what you want, right? Right. You have to understand that there is a flip side. Fear is a magnet.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And you know, obviously, this is an extreme example, but fear is a magnet, and I'll never forget. Years ago, um, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she did uh, she has a book, I think it was Who Switched Off My Brain. And she was talking about the seven pillars of the brain, Mm -hmm. but one thing she was also talking about is the research of epigenesis. Mm. Because before that study, you know, people thought the brain was like plastic; like Mm -hmm. once it formed, it was hardened. You know, and now they realize actually it's very elastic. It can, you know, ebb and flow, and it can change, and all these different things. And so they traced all thought down to two. Emotions fear or love mm-hmm. and they also found that cellular wise mm-hmm. we are built for love that's right not fear and uh, and so in our pre-show combo you know just talking about some of the things um, to get ready and when I was listening to you talk I was thinking man I don't remember not having fear as a kid um, except when I was with my dad mm-hmm. you know but if he was around he had one of those you know crazy stepmoms <laughs> it was usually fear anyway. <laughs> but where the fear really took place uh, place and when you said this, I wrote it down because I knew I wanted to talk about it. It was fear of being your authentic self mm-hmm. because you know growing up in like you said the different environments and the family dynamics and even like fear can also be something that's important to have like hey, don't walk it in front of a vehicle. Uh, That person's not safe. You know, there's a reason to have those alerts. But what we're talking about is a fear that limits you living your authentic life. And you know what I mean? And so it took me till I was in my 40s, late 30s to really figure out who I was that's about and, right. Yeah, and I went through like a detoxing in my twenties, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person, mm-hmm. and this is who I am. And like, um, you know, I think a lot of it was I didn't want people mad at me, or I didn't want people to think ill of me, mm-hmm. and so I I was a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could literally. I could hang out with the headbanger kids, you remember back mm-hmm. in the 80s? Oh yeah. I could hang out with the nerds. hmm I didn't like the popular kids too much. They annoyed me. Mm-hmm. But like I could I could be a prep if I needed to. Mm-hmm. So it was like a chameleon. I could be whatever I wanted. And then I realized I don't know who the H E Double hockey sticks I am.
1: Mm.
0: So I had to start deconstructing everything. Fast forward 2016. So I get my business idea, I write it, you know, and I'm instantly thinking. Okay, I got to have something to catch people's attention. You know, I got to do something unusual. I got to, you know, I got to do something to get people's attention with this new business, right? And uh, so I was kind of thinking it, and I was actually in my prayer time too, and I was like praying, like, well, you know, what can I do? And I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, this thought, and this changed my whole life. I had this thought, people want your normal. Yes. And I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. because everybody is unique, and their authentic self is what we need to yeah. have a healthy community and healthy business. So that's my introduction, Coach. You dive in, but I just wanted to give you some context. It really resonated with me when you said that in the pre-show.
1: Oh, you know what? That's fantastic, and it's true. I mean, just think about this for a second. Um, we are benefited through genuine communication with other people. Yes. Right. And when we don't have that, we miss an opportunity to grow.
0: Absolutely, right? and
1: you know, and it's amazing, you know, how that works. You're meeting someone, you're talking to them. It's like in that moment, you get to be you, not something else. And if you walk away from that moment having been a facade and not the real person, now you never know. What you truly have in that encounter. You don't know Mm. what you might have triggered in the mind of the person that you're talking to. They could have been leaning towards you. They could be the pathway to great opportunities, but you just don't know it because you're so used to trying to protect what you think is the real person. And then you sell the false person. Then what you put in your environment, what you put in your communication with others is not real. So now you're not really sure what you're going to get back from the other person. And the same thing happens to them. They're like, wait a minute. You know, that person is like, all right, but they may not say it out loud. It felt
0: off. But something
1: is off. Right. And once that happens, you just broke the circuit. You just broke whatever that opportunity was for you in that moment to establish an opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no such thing. As an ordinary moment. Right. Every single moment of our lives has potentially something beneficial for us. It doesn't matter if you're watching a television program. Your mind is always working. Uh, Your brain is within your skull. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. your mind is everywhere, yes, okay, oh,
0: that is so important, you know, yeah, and
1: so this is why you could be sitting here listening to me, watching your children, or doing countless other things, because your brain is your mind is able to process so many different things, so
0: oh. so what I'd like you to do, coach, because one of the things that you talked about. Is you said we don't like risk, so we'll follow others because yeah. it's safer. and you also said to examine your messages, but your context was fear. so what I hear you saying is that w- we do not present our authentic self because of fear, yes, and then sometimes, according to, like to our pre-show conversation the the fear is either. Um done away with by positive you know messaging and reinforcements and things through a good quality home life or nine times out of ten, especially today it's it's actually reinforced mm. and so like we were talking about you know, like you can have um a kid that can there's someone they don't like right. You know, they can be like a two year old, a three year old, or four year old, even, you know, older, but they don't like that person. But we condition our children to be polite, Mm -hmm. to, you know, engage with people, and those are important things. Mm -hmm. But we never pause to say, okay, what is the message here? Because this is normally not my child. They're normally outgoing or whatever, and all of a sudden they're very hesitant around this person. Could there be a different message? Uh, are they picking up on some type of danger? It's the same thing like we were talking about with Rune, right? Mm-hmm. So fear can sometimes be a good thing because it can prevent danger. But what we're talking about is, like I think you called it a cloak of fear. Like you clothe yourself in fear. What? What is it? What is that fear?
1: So I want to take a step back. Okay. So I make a distinction between fear and danger. Okay. Okay. So if we're talking about being in an environment and we're not really sure where we are or who's around us, <clears throat> we have to be alert to danger. Right? Yes. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we're fearful. Okay. It just means that you have to recognize that wherever you're at, it's, it's unfamiliar territory. So you just have to pay attention to things because um, life has told you that there are people on the planet that are not nice. Right? Mm-hmm. So danger is something that we can all recognize and appreciate. And
0: pay attention to it and don't dismiss it because a lot of people will.
1: Exactly. When I'm talking about the fears, I'm talking about the intangible things that generally come to us through some form of conditioning. Early conditioning either in your home, through your environment, through... The, the sources of information that you digest, mm-hmm. they form thoughts in your mind. And those thoughts are basically telling you that you have a limitation when it comes to something. Because ultimately, this is what it is, right? It's mm. not that it yeah, protects good. you. If, if we're trying to stay out of danger, you have your amygdala for that, right? Right. right. So fear, then, what are we afraid of? we are afraid to say things, to take actions on our behalf in ways that really represent our authentic self, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have probably been conditioned to receive negative feedback of some sort when we do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, again, not the child that's being... Rude and disrespectful to the parent. I'm not talking about that. You know, we shouldn't be rude or disrespectful. But something like this, you're never really going to amount to anything. Right. You know, that wasn't bad. But if you were like that other kid, you would have done it better. Mm -hmm. You know, I really didn't like your mother. Or, I never really liked your father. Mm -hmm. You know, those types of messages, you know, instilling fear in the mind of a person that prior to that point they didn't have it. Yes. So, if we're talking about a child, right? So, let's say the child is in an environment and it's like they just do not feel like they want to go to a bunch of strangers and hug on them or something. It's like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. But the parent is insistent. Mm-hmm. Chances are, that's a pattern in a parent's life. Yes. Because somebody probably made them do it too. Yep. Right? So what do we learn from that, right? What you really think and feel is not really valuable. Mm-hmm. So... How does that translate into your mind as you start to get older? Well, you don't really want to talk a whole lot, right? Yeah. You don't want to say too much to people, right? You don't want to offend anyone. So now, all of a sudden, you've developed the habit of lying,
0: mm-hmm. right? Avoiding conflict.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. When the truth is the thing that's going to make your body feel better, right? right. You, you can just tell. So we're, the vagus nerve, right, which is the longest one in the body, You know when you're in harmony with yourself, when you're thinking and you're feeling and your movement is together because you feel good in your body. It's almost like being weightless. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. Everybody has had a moment where they just felt really calm. They felt good. They felt a sense of wellness. Now, it's not a question of how long it stays. I'm just saying we've had that experience just like we have the experience of knowing that in certain situations, you're going to be fearful because there's something within you that you feel is lacking, Mm
0: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Can
1: you speak publicly? Can you sing publicly, right? Yeah. You know, can you read publicly? You you pick one, right? Are you thin enough? Mm -hmm. Are you too big? You know, there are so many different impositions that, by the time we are the age of five, and I can't remember who, who made this quote, but they said, give me a child to the age of five or seven, mm-hmm. and I'll have them for life. Mm. Because by the time you get to that point, you have programmed so much into that subconscious mind of that child, they end up growing up, and then all of a sudden, they don't realize while they're behaving like they do. So what did you just say earlier? I was 30 years old or in my 40s by the time I really had a clue what was happening and directing my life, yeah. right? And then you had to take it back. Yeah. And chances are, unless we change the way we deal with each other, the vast majority of us will continue to be in our 40s or older before we finally are able To make some sort of meaningful change, so that our lives are not operating on negative subconscious programs.
0: And I mean, and like if you think about, I mean, obviously, and I've heard that too—that by the time you're five, you're you're pretty much programmed. But you can do the work, you know, and have change, like we Mm -hmm. talked about with the epigenetics. But you know, getting to those reasons of why, and I had like several thoughts um, come to my mind. So, like when I was raising Kent. Uh, I didn't put, like, uh, impositions on him, or I tried not to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, it was a big deal when he was growing up to go to college. That's what you do is you go to college. I pretty much had an idea he was not going to be in college. Mm -hmm. I could just tell by how he was. Mm -hmm. Never put that imposition on him by saying, you know, if you want to go, you'll go to college. But you need to do what you feel is good for your life, Mm -hmm. obviously within reason, you know. But, um, and then later, he actually went uh, to coding school. Mm-hmm. but I remember a distinct thing. so he was let's see, maybe thirteen or fourteen years old, and you know being he was raised you know uh with me and my husband, and and we took him to church, but we were actually reluctant because I didn't want church people putting in positions on him, mm that happens in you know societies like that, yes. and uh, and so I didn't I didn't want them to do that, and so he wanted to grow out his hair. He grew out his hair; it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was about let's see, maybe sixteen, seventeen, he wanted some gauges in his ear, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that, but I'm, you're not going to look, you know, with huge things that look like plates, mm-hmm. but within reason, you know, so I let him do that. Um, me and my husband went to his very first tattooing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and there's a reason I did that because. When he was 13, I could feel, because he played the bass on the band in Mm -hmm. the youth, and then on Sunday mornings too, and I could feel they were trying to put this respectability crap on him. And they were defining it as short hair, no tattoos, no gauges, none of that. You have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to be a certain person to be respectable in our circle.
1: So where is your individuality
0: Exactly. So I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't tell him what was going on. I just guarded his thought processes. Mm. So like he would say, you know, well, you know, the youth pastor says anyone that has a tattoo that that's a sin and blah, blah. So really, well, Jesus has Lord of Lords and King of Kings tattooed on his thighs. And Father has tattoos on the palm of his hands. So if you want me to have a discussion with a youth pastor, you let me know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or the long hair or the gauges. And so I trained him to think independently that that's not where respectability comes from. So that was one of the things. I remember when I was about 12, 11 or 12, my stepmom said, you sure are selfish. And I, I couldn't figure out where that came from. I I remember sitting there thinking, okay, what does that mean? Like, what does being selfish mean? I mean, I would share my toys. I didn't want kids to destroy my toys, but I shared my toys. Mm-hmm. I seemed to get along, and she said I was selfish. That thing stuck with me until I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. and then I realized I'm not selfish. Actually, I'm very generous, mm-hmm. and so those were things that actually formed Mm-hmm. Some of the way I lived mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about is from that point on, I was afraid people would think I was selfish. Yeah, And so I would do things to assure people I wasn't, but it was from the wrong reasons that I was being someone that I'm not.
1: I used to hyper-function so much, I was tired. You know, it was like, man, I mean, I can remember (laughs) hearing myself say this, like, I am hyper-functioning right now. And I'm creating a reality in the life of another person that's not true, because eventually you're going to get tired of doing that. Yes. And uh, and that would happen. And it always happens. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where we are in our lives what mm-hmm. we're doing it doesn't matter what stratum we are at in the life that we're living yep. if you're not the genuine person that you know yourself to be yeah. then you're something else yeah. if you're if you're living a life that you know mm-hmm. is not really connected to who you are to who you are You're not surprised if you have low-grade depression, you're unhappy, you can't get settled down. You're never going to get settled down. The right partner, the right job, the right opportunity, it doesn't come to the person that's not connected to to themselves, right? You might get that job. You might get that relationship. You might have that opportunity. But the thing that's going to separate you from those experiences are the intangible thoughts that you have that says, you know what, this might be a great job. But this is not meant for me. Right. And the minute that truth hits your mind, it's only a matter of time before it starts going sideways.
0: Yes. Right? Yes.
1: So it's like, look, um, it takes courage to be yourself. Mm-hmm. But being oneself does not imply that we have to be rude, dismissive, or some other kind of malcontent. It just simply means that you know who you are as an individual. You have firm boundaries. You know what you want for life. And you do everything you can to achieve it. And along the way, you also happen to be a pleasing person. Mm-hmm. Because you know what you're all about. So you don't have an issue when it comes to assisting another person. Because they can't throw you off of your path or who you are, because you already know that. Yeah. But if you don't, now you're concerned about the people you hang out with. They do this too much. They do those things. And you start to complain about them. Yep. But it's not them. (laughs) It's you.
0: (laughs) You know, that's so good because I can say you definitely practice what you preach because, you know, um, me being a a D personality, now you're a D as well, um, I am a, a conservative uh, I'm just as mad at Republicans, though, as I am Democrats right now. <laughs> but I remember, I mean, I absolutely love, and we may lose half our audience at this mission, but I absolutely Stick love... Stick
1: with us. this. It's a story. Stick with this.
0: Love Donald Trump. And I think the reason I like him is he just told it like it is. Like, he would say stuff I was thinking.
1: Oh, okay. You know? I got you.
0: And it'd be like, I was thinking that, and he had the guts to say it. You know, so I don't know. I just liked his guts. The other side of it is there were some things definitely that need to be refined, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because, and that's what you're talking about. It's like, when you know who you are, um, and you're fine with who you are, and you're authentic, it doesn't mean you're rude, or if they don't like me, whatever, you know, you're refined. You're comfortable in your own skin, and you can also, because you're comfortable in who you are, uh, you can be accommodating and be a servant. You know what I mean? And so that's what you're talking about. So I remember, you know, I don't know you very well yet, and... I was like, man, I need to wear a hat. You know, I need to wear a cap to train. Because <laughs> I haven't washed my hair in like four days. <laughs> and but I want to wear my Make America Great Again hat. Like, that's the only one I had, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, ah, oh, you know, is Coach, like, if I show up in a MAGA hat, is it going to be a trigger? Because everybody gets triggered when they see a red hat. You're know, like, it was, you know, it was a big, but there's the only one I had. So I was like, hey, Coach, you know, do you mind if I wear my I make America great again hat, and you're like, no, that's I don't care at all. I mean, that's that's who you are. You wear your hat. That's right. And it shocked me. I was like, (laughs) what? Because I was even nervous, like wearing on walks where I want to wear it, you know, because people will freak out when they see that hat sometimes. And I didn't want the conflict because I knew I'd end up in jail or something, you know. (laughs) And so, anyway, but I've seen you repeatedly do it. You say you're a screen. Yeah. Things just blow through you. So it's not that you're not aware of your impact on others mm-hmm. uh, and being considerate. You mm-hmm. want to be considerate. But it's that you're comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing those things, like, you know, we, we're you know, part of a board here in town. And, you know, I always think, I look at these people, I'm like, I wonder if they look at my Facebook posts. <laughs> But I will. I'll be like, I wonder what they think. You know? And there's no anxiety. There's mm-hmm. no nothing because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I may give a disclaimer. I'm like, hey, are you sure you want me on your executive board? <laughs> Have you seen my posts? Like, you know? So, but that, one of the things I've heard you talk about is you and your wife, how she knew who you were from the start. Yeah. You were very clear in your communication. Yeah, yep. She was too. And because of that, it works beautifully. Yeah,
1: and I have to say this. Now that I've heard what you said, it's like we might lose some of the audience. We're not losing anyone. As a matter of fact, we're going to have even more people. Because this is precisely what I mean. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to me about the interest that you or someone else have? You know, it's kind of like, Really? That's when you know, this is, this is me, right? If I'm offended by what someone else chooses to do with their own mind. Yeah. Now, aside from trying to offend me with it, right? But that's Yeah, not what and I,
0: yeah I wasn't trying to no, offend. I just needed to cover up my dirty hair. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> she was like,
1: four days? I was like, is that why, why your hair was standing up like that? Yes. <laughs> but it was like, and we talk about this. Laura Lee and I talk about this. It's like, look... A quiet mind is not bothered by the thoughts and the wishes of others. Mm, we can't
0: all like
1: the same thing. That's
0: good, Coach. right?
1: We can't, and um, I've had people like, "Well, hey, let me give you one of these," and I look at it and it's like, "Oh, you just looked at my skin and you decided to give me one of those because you had that thinking, right?" Well, guess what? Yeah, that could be very offensive, right? And remember, we had that conversation yes, we one did. time. I said. That kind of thinking for a person like me is dangerous. So I'm only attached to one thing, and that is fulfilling my mission here on the planet to do great work no matter where I find myself, right? Yeah. I didn't wake up two years ago knowing that I was going to be in Clovis, New Mexico. I didn't see it coming, right? I damn sure didn't know that I was going to be doing a podcast with you, but here we are, and it's great work. But what are we talking about? We're saying... If we are not ourselves, we don't thrive.
0: And if we're not ourselves, Coach, what I also hear you saying is we will not fulfill the work we were born to fulfill on the earth.
1: You cannot do that because your mind is now chasing these red herrings. And it's like, and so one of the things for me is like, look, if you got a crab, if you got a bucket full of crabs...
0: Which we had an episode on that. Yeah,
1: we had that episode. And after a few disturbances, now no crab wants to let any crab out of the bucket. Well, if you're not able to be your authentic self, you're a crab in the bucket. Mm -hmm. And if you're not able to express yourself the way you need to, how do you know when it's time for you to grow? Yeah. You... You have to be on the path you're on. I have to be on the path that I'm on. And when I'm on that path, if it's real, then I'm going to grow. Because guess what's happening? I'm going to meet other people in the world because even though I can say I know who I am, this is my authentic self, I'm not done yet. Yeah. There's too many things I have to learn. Yeah. And just think what narrow-mindedness could yield. I mean they say well you're in clovis and clovis is what that type of thinking i have to correct to young military people when they yeah. come in here all the time i'm like look you heard a rumor mm-hmm. you need to find out for yourself what you're what you want for your life and if you go out with the right attitude you're going to meet the right people and mm, that's good you know what and that's all i've done i mean everywhere i've gone in my life That's exactly what I've done.
0: I was thinking about that when you were talking because if you're your authentic self, you naturally attract authentic people into your circle. (laughs) Exactly. Like you can smell fake a mile away. Exactly. And so all of a sudden you're like, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not letting you in my inner. I may interact with you and maybe possibly do business with you on some type of level, but I'm always going to know you're not being real. And so that's going to be a danger you know a a trust issue with me but if you're authentic you attract authentic people you attract authentic experiences and then it's important like when you say growing part of being authentic is recognizing the areas where you can grow
1: i mean i came in here with an idea Mm -hmm. i came in here with something that i wanted i didn't know who it was going to come from but it was going to be someone yeah and now here i am right i'm I came in here, I hate to say it, but when it came to hunting and stuff like that, maybe even fishing too, um, no skills. Although I think I can fish okay, but the fish still draw straws to see who's coming home with me. <laughs> I don't catch 60 fish when I go out. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That would be a lie. <laughs> you know. But everything that I've learned mm-hmm. from the people that I've met mm-hmm. is because when we look in each other's eyes... They can say, you know what, that guy feels real to me. Yep. And that's exactly where I keep it because that's what my mission is for. If, if there's anything else in, on my mind, then I'm probably working through some kind of fear mm-hmm. and some other kind of programming. And it's like, you know what, you got to clear that up because yeah. if you don't, you miss an opportunity.
0: You know, when I um, got that, that, that revelation, really, that people want your normal, um, I just started executing my normal. I'd mm-hmm. show up. I, my normal is educating, mm-hmm. giving away the best stuff I've got for mm-hmm. free. I mean, mm-hmm. really, is what yeah. I do. I begin to execute that. All of a sudden, I'm seeing a return. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, I have new relationships mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, Coach, you've never heard me say this, but when, I, when you first— Are you going to make me cry? Well, I, no, probably not. <laughs> so I okay. was nervous because when I first met you— yeah, you know, we shake hands. I remember we shake hands. I noticed the blue walls and all. What is this? But anyway, and then you said, so you're a preacher. And I was all, hmm. And I wanted to say, not like any you've probably ever heard or met. You know what I mean?
1: Now I know Because
0: that. then, like, the minute you said that, I was like, ah, oh, there's a stigma. You know, like there's a on preachers and christians and you know there's just like a stigma of fakeness
1: Mm, mm, okay
0: and i was like ah i might have just blown it he's researched me there's no telling what you know and i and i'm like yeah i am
1: and then here we 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 went to work
0: right (laughs) but i was i was like oh you know so i mean you know i could have like well yeah but you know like i could have immediately that's what we do we want to minimize or maybe whenever there's like a stigma, like if we feel like there's a stigma on us or what we try to minimize who we are. We try to make people feel more comfortable. And all I need to say is, yes, I am.
1: And you know what happened? We became friends. Mm-hmm. Because... I wasn't, as you found out about me, it wasn't the fact that you preached. I didn't care about that. I was like, oh, okay, I'm dealing with somebody in the Word, so we're going to have some conversation. That's where I was coming from, but you didn't know that. But I gave you an opportunity to stand in your truth because if you would have said, well, yeah, but, then I would have probably been like, okay, what's mm-hmm, up with that, mm-hmm, right? But mm-hmm. instead, it's like... um You know, I went through your website, and I like what you're doing, and then I heard you say something like, Well, yeah, I tend to price myself or work myself out of a A job job. because I'm doing so well. I was like, Yeah, that sounds good, but you're not leaving here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's like if you feel that need to explain yourself or that Mm -hmm. need to minimize, stop. Now you're not being authentic. Just be authentic, and you'll be successful.
1: So. How does this relate to you and what you're going to do, dear listener, in 2021, 2022 and on? Well, here's what you're gonna do. Besides go to the show notes mm-hmm. and then go to our website mm-hmm. and then sign up for our coaching intensive. Yeah, that's one thing we yeah, want you to should do. You do that? But here goes one Starts January twentieth. Yeah, there you go. Um, 1A. Discover what it is that you really want and ask yourself, what are you willing to do to achieve it? When you answer those two questions, you've already started the process of self-change because the third thing that happens to your life comes to you in the form of people and experiences. That's how you know the change is taking place, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you can tell somebody you quit smoking or you quit drinking, Sure, you're at home. That's not your test. Your test is when you get in the environment that you're normally in. Yeah. How do you navigate that environment in such a way that, that people are not looking at you funny? Or now you're like, well, I don't know if I can go there. They're going to think I'm a square or whatever. You see how that starts yeah. happening? Yeah, I was, no. You want to say to yourself, this is what I want, this is what I'm willing to do. Mm -hmm. And the more you do that, you're going to find that people are going to show up in your life, and they're going to help you to do that because you then are going to have something that they need. That's the essence of our relationship.
0: If I had not decided my normal is what people wanted, I would have probably responded to you very differently in our first meeting. And so understand that finding who you are authentically is usually tied into what do you want. Yeah. But also it's a process. Yeah. So you it's like you have to peel off layers of impositions, layers of programming and culture.
1: You do. And
0: get to who you are. And if you do uh, I like how you said a quiet mind, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll live in a quiet mind if you find yourself again, minimizing or explaining yourself, or if you find yourself comparing, mm-hmm. you have now stepped out of the realm of authenticity. Yeah. So look for those cues, mm-hmm. look for those things. If you start doing it, and then sometimes it can be something as simple as you rehearsing what you like about yourself, yeah. you know, that can help you uh, to a degree, but you got to get comfortable in your own skin because that's the only skin you have.
1: You know, one of the, that's perfect. So one of the things that we teach people how to do is to learn how to practice so that they can change the way that they think about things. Yes. Right? Yes. Because that's going to be something that you're going to have to do because you're practicing it already and you may not realize it. It's more passive and this is not just for you, but this is for any of us. If our minds are turned on, which they are 24/7, mm-hmm. and we're not evaluating what's coming into our, our thought processes, we are already being influenced without, yes. you know, realizing it.
0: Examine the messages.
1: Examine the messages, right? You know, it's like make sure that what's happening for you is compatible. You can have what you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Life is a journey. There's ups, there's downs, there's challenges. But those are the testing
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And it's always with me. And this is why I always have something around to write on, because it's like, I wish I could escape my thoughts, but I can't. They're always with me. So I have to make sure that I work with myself so that I always make sure that thinking and feeling stays in harmony. Yes. And what does that look like? I'm able to meet people like you or anyone else. And when they say, hey, coach, that's a great guy, right? It's like, yes, because all I want is to give my best to you because that's a reflection of what I'm giving to myself.
0: Yeah, that's good, Coach. Mm -hmm. So share this, uh, rate it, go to yourhellyeahlife.com. See what we're talking about as far as a coaching intensive? It is a coaching and it is intense.
1: Yes, it is. But it's
0: very effective. And, uh, and, and you know, really, I mean, helping others sometimes is by getting them on good resources. Yeah. And so share this podcast uh, because, I mean, I don't know about you, Coach, but my authentic self is saying it's pretty darn awesome.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, absolutely. You want to have fun and think about something you never thought about before, you need to tune in. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> All right, Gandalf, this That's... is Yoda signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Go right ahead. We'll see you soon. <laughs>